Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's the Voices of Misery podcast. Today's Thursday, May 23rd, 2019. What's going on, people? Know why everyone's here today. Do you know why people are here today listening? I have no clue. Me neither. Why the <laughs> fuck is anyone listening to us? Huh? I, I don't get it. But, um, but yeah, uh, we did release a podcast last night where we finally released the name of our celebrity guest, Karen Parsons. I'm excited. You? I'm really excited. Uh, we are huge fans. We actually sat up very late last night watching The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and just getting more and more excited by the minute. I can't wait to talk to her. I think it's going to be a really good podcast. I hope everyone enjoys it. Got a lot of stuff to go over. She's got a lot of stuff to cover. She's a very busy woman. And um, yeah, I mean, the thing about her that I really appreciate is like she's an actress from the 90s that, you know, is still staying busy and she's kept her nose clean. She's not like these other ones that disappear or they, you know, have problems and things like that. She She's still very relevant and um, she's doing some things with her family right now that we're going to get into. We're going to ask her some questions that hopefully people haven't heard before. I really don't want to, you know, repeat a lot of the same things. I'm sure some of them are. She's done multiple, multiple interviews over the years, so I'm sure we're going to repeat a couple of things. But hopefully, you know, you guys learned some things about her and her career. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. What do you think? You got anything to add? I think you summed it up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You gotta... <laughs> but that's what you're good at. You summed it all up. Yeah, well, you know, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be really cool. Stay tuned after the show for a commercial from our new friend, Stephen Richards. He's a good guy. But yeah, um, we're about to call Karen, so um, you know, stay tuned after the break. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Voices of Misery podcast. Um, yeah, we're very excited. We have our guest here. Uh, she is an actress, producer, author, mother, wife, and founder slash executive director of her own nonprofit organization, Sweet Blackberry. Miss Karen Parsons, how are you? I'm well, thank you. I can't believe we're talking to you right now. This is absolutely amazing. Exciting. It's good to be here. <laughs> uh, can you give us a little background on your organization for our listeners that may not be familiar with it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's called Sweet Blackberry. And the mission of Sweet Blackberry is to bring little-known stories of African-American achievement to children. And we do that primarily through, at this time, through short animated films. Um, oh, okay. They're about real people in history that you just don't hear about. And we have a single, they're, they're kind of like picture book comes to life. They're lightly um, lightly animated with a single narrator. We've had um, Alfred Woodard, Chris Rock, Queen Latifah, Lawrence Fishburne all provide narration for the stories. I write them. And an incredible illustrator named R. Gregory Christie, um, who's a multiple um Coretta Scott King award-winning illustrator, children's book illustrator, does the illustrations for them. And um, and they're really easily accessible for kids to learn about history without feeling like they're learning about anything. They just feel like they're having a good time mm-hmm. and they're engaged. <clears throat> and that was really, that was one of my primary goals in, in making it. I think that's oh, absolutely also, phenomenal. And currently, I should say that they're available, with the exception of our most recent one, they're available on Netflix and Netflix, Apple Life, Canopy, all of those platforms, and through our website, sweetblackberry.org. Wow. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's really awesome. Now, the cool thing I like about that is, like, you, you have to make it fun for kids, and kids don't like to learn, but if you make it fun and you make it cute and pretty, you make it animated, they will follow anything. My- Absolutely. I mean, that's the whole idea is to, is to meet them where they are and to engage them. And one thing, I hated history, to be honest, as a kid, and I love it now, but... I hated it as a kid because I think it, it, the way it came to me, it came to me as just like dates that you had to memorize. It was always like, you know, 
read this really small print and you know really thin pages and all these dates and it was very important it was supposed to be very important but it wasn't clear why it was important so I, I didn't I didn't relate to the people that were that I was you know I'm sorry, just a second. <laughs> I have to move I have to move into a different room. Oh no, that's fine. I relate to the people that I was that I was hearing about in today's stories. I didn't see how they were relevant to me or or uh, anything. And but that's one of the goals with Sweet Blackberry that I had was like, you know, when we tell kids fairy tales for instance, we tell them Little Red Riding Hood and um they're so engaged and excited about hearing about these people that we know we end up knowing everything there is to know about Little Red Riding Hood. Exactly. And there are real life stories that are almost as fascinating. There are no wolves or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. talk, talk, talking wolves and things. But they are they're fascinating stories. And uh, I thought, why not bring the kids in that way? Not why not excite them with stories of real people and bring them in like that and then they'll end up you end up planting the seeds of these real people they go in and uh eventually they'll learn more and more about them as they get older exactly and that's very important people need to know their history and and and, and that's key um my dad he actually uh he my, my dad's a devout christian you know and uh, he had me read the bible when i was a kid and it was the comic book oh, wow. Bible, and so I got into that. I, I was I was reading it when I was a young man, and uh, yeah, I, I read it, and and that's just key. You have to make things interesting and engaging for the children. Now, one other Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Now, one other thing. Uh, we were looking at your website a little while ago, and we noticed that Tatiana Ali is also associated with the organization, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's yeah, really cool. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's on the board of Free Blackberry. Now, the cool thing about that is, like, you guys, you know, obviously you were on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air together, and it's just cool to see that you guys remain close after working together for so long because, you know, like, if, if you go back to popular shows from the 90s, like um, Saved by the Bell is one of them, where, like, half the cast is, like, battling with each other, and they have these tell-all books where they're bashing each other. <laughs> and it's really cool to see that you guys are really, you know, close after all this time. Yeah, you know, when we were doing this show, we had such a good time from day one. Uh, with each other. I mean, from the very beginning, we were always playing and running around and our dressing rooms were wide open and everyone's in and out of everyone's room. And, you know, there's a lot of downtime. And uh, so we spent a lot of time together talking and hanging out and becoming very close over that six-year period of time. And, um, and people would come by and visit the set just to hang out because it was a fun set to be on. And they would always say to us, you guys don't know what you have here. You don't know what you have here. <laughs> and we laugh. And we're like, oh, sure. You know, you guys were all, like, hugged and intertwined with each other, just like, oh, this is just life, you know? And then flash forward, you go to work on other things, and you're like, wow. We I didn't know. know what we had there. <laughs> that was pretty special. And mind you, you know, for one, we all were playing house for six years. So we were pretending to be brothers and sisters and cousins and daughters and, you know, we were being this to each other, sure. we, but we were also all going through a really life-changing event together. Mm. This is something that would shape and change all of our lives, even Will. Um. And uh, I think that's something, when you go through that with somebody, with anybody or a group of people, it definitely bonds you. So between both playing house forever and happen, happening to really adore each other and... Um, and then going through something so big together, I think I think those things help us to bond to each other. Yeah, I did have a question though I wanted to ask you because um, sure, 
your character had the most amazing outfits. <laughs> did you uh, <laughs> did you get to keep any of the outfits or the hats or anything from the set at all? It's such a disappointing answer. I had to pay. <laughs> I had to pay money for. I mean, not full price, but I had to pay for anything I wanted. Oh my um, god! I didn't know. Yeah. Wow. There you and, go. And everyone had at it at the same time. Everyone had was like, okay, it wasn't just like Hillary's clothes. Here you are. Here you are, Karen. (laughs) It was instead. It was like wardrobe is having a you know a flash sale. Oh my god! (laughs) And everybody just you know all of a sudden you know a a friend of mine, school supervisor, came up to me and she's like, look at this outfit I got. It's so great. I'm so excited. (laughs) And I'm looking at it and I'm like, I know that outfit. It was. It was tailored to my body. It's kind of strange. <laughs> I'm not getting a chance to walk away with it. But um, but uh, so it was really weird. It was kind of bizarre. And I did I did get a few outfits. Um, but it was strange because we did literally, you know, we we tailored them to my body so that they would look really good. Because a lot of the stuff, you know, believe it or not, was really really dirt cheap. Like they would get the you know stuff that was marked. Off and then the long size, and uh, you know, like three sizes too big. But we had an amazing tailor seamstress there, Cynthia. She was so she was incredible. Man, I wish I wish I had her now. <laughs> <laughs> she, she would make anything that I start at the beginning of the week. And Judy Richmond, who was our incredibly brilliant wardrobe woman, would um, she could see it. She had vision right away. She Jeez, I could yeah, use her right now. I'm a I'm a jean and t-shirt kind of guy. I could definitely use some help with this. Well, my, my wardrobe. That was one lesson a lesson I walked away with that I don't adhere to, unfortunately. Is get yourself a tailor, a good tailor. Get your clothes tailored because you can get really inexpensive stuff makes you look, makes you look like a million bucks. But uh, I'm, I haven't found one. I haven't looked too hard. <laughs> All right, now 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 let me ask you this now. Uh, we did our research before the podcast, obviously. I mean, we're always big fans, but we didn't know a lot of personal things. Now, we did yeah. uncover that you used to work at a restaurant just prior to working on The Fresh Prince. And uh, and correct me uh-huh. if I'm wrong, because the internet, you know, the internet never lies. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it did say that, that you were kind of unsure about if The Fresh Prince was going to be a, a success or not. So you continued working uh-huh. at the restaurant. Is that true? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Now, what? Now when the show did hit it big... <laughs> No, wait. <laughs> now, when the show did hit it big and, you know, your fame started rising, what was your first major purchase when you were like, you know what, I got it like that. The show is, is huge. I'm a big star. What did you buy? Oh, gosh. I was so, I was so conservative that way. I was, just really quickly on the on the quitting the job thing. No, I so we shot the pilot. Everyone was excited and ecstatic. After we shot the pilot and all of that, I went back to work because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen right. with the show. So why would I quit my good job that I like over here, you know? And then Will and um, a bunch of the other guys would 
come to the window on Sundays before I opened. They'd see me through the window at doing books and stuff, and they would just point at me and laugh. Oh, my God. It was very, very funny that I was sitting there like, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? Um, but then once the show was picked up, my first major, my first big purchase, you know, I didn't have, I wasn't like a lot of people with the big purchase things, like, I was driving my Honda for years, and everybody was like, you got to get rid of that Honda, get yourself a you know, <laughs> L.A. and cars are such a big deal, and everybody had all these good old cars. Um, eventually, my Honda got stolen, and then when it was brought back to me and put back together, it just never felt the same because someone had stolen it. So, oh, yeah. Um, it was just weird being in it. So after that, I, I said, okay, now I'm going to buy a new car. And I started conservative. I was going to get an old, refurbished 1965 Bronco, but that fell apart, and I ended up with a Range Rover. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my big purchase. That was my big purchase. I got a big old Range Rover car, and I felt like, every time I saw it, I felt like, wow, I'm a grown-up grown <laughs> grown car. That's incredible, yeah. you know, and like you seem like a very nice person, so it couldn't have happened to a nicer person. I'm, you know, you're you're, you're a very sweet lady, and um, my brother, oh, thank you. my brother, would be mad if I didn't mention this. He had a poster of you on his wall <laughs> growing up, and uh, I caught him kissing it once. So. Oh my god! <laughs> no! Yeah, I think he wanted you to know that. So there you go, uh, there you go, big brother. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah, it's really weird. I walked really in, and he was kissing the poster. <laughs> that is so that is so funny. Because guys wouldn't approach me when I was playing Hillary. So <laughs> really? It's always funny to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah, because yeah, I think Hillary was just too uh, bizarre or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, really, I was rarely approached when I was playing that character. People would love the character, but they wouldn't go near me. <laughs> she was fierce, I'm telling you. Hillary was very fierce. She, I mean, geez, like if I was a guy in the Fresh Prince universe, I, I, I would run away far in the other direction. She's, yeah. way, she's way out of everyone's league, you know? Jeez, she was yeah, awesome. Well, isn't that funny? Because it's just all smoke and mirrors and <laughs> yeah. good writing. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, and, and this is a nice little segue because we were talking about this a few months back and I'm like, we were watching The Fresh Prince, obviously, because it's on all the time. It's one of those shows that is just always on replay on BET, uh, v, VH1, MTV. It's, it's, it's all over the place. And, uh, you know, without without your character, I don't believe certain movies would be made, like Legally Blonde, of course, and Clueless, I think, is the number one example of a show that completely stole your character. Yeah. I mean, were yeah, you... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, go right ahead. I mean, this this is this is your show. No one's listening to us. They're all listening to you right now. They don't care about us. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. You're, you're a thing. I mean, it's funny. I don't know if that's... I don't know about that. I've had people say that to me before, though. That's why I laugh. It's because people have, have made that comment. I mean, it, it, it could be true, but it also could be as simple as it was of the moment. It was something of the moment. I think part of what I used to laugh about um, Hillary being is she wasn't that unique. People would think that it was such a unique character. I think what was more unique about Hillary was that we weren't used to seeing, uh, she, mind you, she wasn't a valley girl, but we weren't, people weren't used to seeing a valley girl or something like that in a black girl. And yeah. I think that had a lot to do with why it seemed like a unique character in any way. Um, but that was that was mostly, and they weren't used to seeing, like, you know, the whole idea of the Banks family, was a black family in Bel Air. 
that was something that was new. Yeah, extremely so, rich, um, extremely successful. Yeah, that's right. Right, but the but the character of the of that kind of girl was something that was real, and maybe it was just I may have been one of the people that was kicking off the recognition of that. You know, the Fresh Prince writers. Um, <laughs> actually, it was a combination because when they first wrote this character, she wasn't as much. Uh, she was written as a model type, you know, okay. and so she was a little aloof with more what she was like. And I read it and thought, oh, well, I can't be model. <laughs> so let me see what I can pull out of my bag of tricks because model ain't go, you know, I'm not going to be up there. And I figured I'm going to be auditioning against all these models and this is kind of stupid. So let me see. So I was having fun adding this other element that kind of came from a combination of girls that I went to school with. I mean, I went to school where in Santa Monica and there were kids like me and then there were some Malibu kids because there was no such thing as Malibu High at the time except for in the movie. And, um, but, you know, but there was, you know, there were rich, some rich kids that went to my school as well as myself and other kids. And, uh, and I didn't know them that well, but I had an impression of them because they would pull up in cars. They had cars and convertibles, and <laughs> they were kind of like, you know, they lived in Malibu. And <laughs> yeah. they, were just, they were already glamorous. You know, they were already kind of fabulous. And, and, um, and they just seemed kind of like, you know, spoiled. I mean, they added the idea of them, but they were like these spoiled girls, you know. And I didn't know them. But I, I put that together with um, my friend Leanne and my cousin, who was very flamboyant, and Hillary emerged. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you did a hell of a job. You were by far my favorite character on the show. So you oh, and thank you. you and the butler. <laughs> Jeffrey, I Jeffrey. knew it. I knew it. I mean, we were all, the whole cast was on, uh, the cast was on a Joan Rivers show, and Joan Rivers out. <laughs> asked us all who would you be if you couldn't be your character everybody said jeffrey <laughs> well the thing about him was like i don't know how he kept this job he would just sit there and just obliterate people he would just he had the best one-liners and he would just rip everybody he did. why did he keep yeah, he did. <laughs> and, jo and joe marcel was really good for also kind of watching everything and being able to be like a little, a little sharp little dagger if he wanted to be he was hilarious oh really god he was funny smart. guy <laughs> yeah now, now, let me ask you a question here. Um, now, we know that you have two young children, and, you yeah. know, then a Fresh Prince is always on TV. What do your kids think of the show? Do they watch it? Do they like it? Or, I mean, like... Um, they're, you know, they're so funny. They, when they were little, uh, I don't know, my daughter, I had I had it on the TV once. I, I was flipping around, and I saw it on, and I kept it there, and I wanted to see She was, like, a, probably around three at the time. And I thought, let me just see if she notices me walking around on the TV. <laughs> and she finally looked up at the TV. She was walking around the living room, and she looked up at the TV, and she goes, oh, it's you. <laughs> oh, wow. And that's... I was like, yeah. And then she kind of like went back to whatever she was doing and didn't think anything of it. Years later, she did watch the show, and it was really fun because she, she knew about it. But she didn't really know that much about it, didn't watch it. And she sat down and she, um, we had the set of all of the seasons, and she sat down with her little DVD player by herself with her headphones on. And it was so cute because she just laughed, she was laughing. And it wasn't at me, it was at the show, you know. So um, <laughs> yeah. 
she got over and my son did the same thing a few years later. He sat by himself watching the show and it's so it was so cute because of course I'm like kinda like trying to be, you know trying to be fly and watch them and see what they're react how they're reacting. And they quickly got over that I was in it and just really loved the show and that was really fun and cool, you know? Um yeah. gay, like, you know, I think they, they know it as a pop culture thing and they like it, but, um, and when things come up like memes and things, they are, they know what they all are and they think they're funny, but <laughs> these days they're more interested in Gaten. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> let's, face, let's face it, we were going to go to the Aladdin premiere and it was all about oh, yeah. Gaten. <laughs> Now, um, I know that uh, our dog is barking, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> we have packages being delivered at the moment. Um, but I know that you recently um, had a book come out that you yeah. are an author of. Um, it's called How High the Moon, right? Yes. Um, yes. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, yeah, so um, I wrote a book. I think that's awesome. It's cool. It's weird still to me. It's so weird. Um, But uh, I'm in my my son's room. I actually see it across from me on the shelf, and I'm like, that's my book. I know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, as a whole thing, the idea was um, my mom grew up in South Carolina in the 1940s. Okay. She grew up outside of Charleston in a little town called Wanda. Do you guys know Wanda? No. no. Know, we know Charleston, but we don't know that. Yeah. Wanda's a little tiny, tiny place. Whenever I would try, whenever I ask somebody in front of her about Wanda, she always laughs. Like, Nobody knows where that is. <laughs> um, but um, she would always refer, refer to her childhood as very positive and happy. Her, everything was really happy and pleasant, and all the memories were always really good, and it just occurred to me at some point, like, hey, wait a minute, you grew up in the 1940s. Right, right. <laughs> in, in the South. So wait a minute, you guys tell me the whole truth, like, what was it really like, and how how were you able to have such a, a happy childhood and be so positive with so much danger and, and darkness around you with the, with um, racial discrimination and being it is most intense um, and you know what was life like and so I started prodding and asking more and more questions and I decided I wanted to kind of combine my mother growing up at an 11 an 11 year old girl in the south and myself as an 11 year old girl and kind of combine them walk in her shoes a little bit and see what that would be like. And so the story, uh, in How I the Moon, the story is of a little girl named Ella who is light-skinned, and she lives with her grandparents, her black grandparents, in uh, a small town called Alkaloo, South Carolina. And she lives with her cousins and her grandparents. And her mother lives in Boston. She's becoming a jazz singer. Mm-hmm. And she's also black, but she doesn't know who her father is. And she doesn't know if her father might be white because she looks different from everybody else. She's white. She gets teased. Right. Um, <laughs> and so she's trying to get to the bottom of this, this. And she gets the chance to visit her mom up north. And so she goes to visit her in Boston and sees the stark contrast between how black people are treated there and how they're treated where she lives. And she's fascinated. She also 
learned some things about her mother that were unexpected, and she finds some clues as to who her father is. So she brings that back with her to South Carolina and quickly finds out that her good friend George Sting has been arrested for the murder of two little white girls. Oh, and this, wow. is based, okay. this is based on the true story of George Stinney Jr., who was 14 years old when he was convicted of wrongfully convicted, mind you, because the case was thrown out many, many years later as a sham. But he was convicted of killing two little white girls. Um, he was 14 years old, and three months after he was arrested, he was executed for that, for the murder. And it's a tragedy that um, a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, wow. And um, I, in my work with Sweet Blackberry, uncovering little-known stories in African-American history, I often came across George's story, and it haunted me, um, and it frustrated me that I couldn't bring him to people, because I would bring him up to people, and they'd always be like, ooh, what? I never heard of it. But he wasn't a sweet blackberry story, because there was nothing inspiring or empowering about George's story. Still, it was really, to me, it was terrible that nobody, it was a double tragedy, that nobody even knew about who he was. And um, so it just made sense because when I, that I would bump up against him again because he lived, he grew up in the 1940s or grew up, grew to 14 years old in the 1940s in a small town outside of Charleston as well, uh, in Alcala. And so he um, ended up being in the story as one of Ella's friends. And so we get a chance to see how something like this affects this girl, this individual, as well as the community, right. and what it does take for, during such a time, for uh, people to to have a good relationships and be positive, and how how much family and community mean. Oh boy, that's a hell of a story, and it's really important that his story gets brought to the forefront. It's a really good thing that you're doing. Uh, now I, oh, of course. Um, now, I, I know you, you, you're pressed for time. You're a very busy woman. Do you have time for a few questions from our from our fans here? I've got a lot of questions, but I narrowed it down to some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 hope, I hope you enjoy them. I hope they weren't asked too many times. But, um, okay. but prior to acting, um, uh, one of our listeners, they heard that you were a dancer. Do you still enjoy dancing, and can you do the Carlton? <laughs> well... <laughs> You know, things get in the internet, things do get kind of like changed around, blown up, and squashed in every which way. And uh, somebody introduced me the other day, and they introduced me as all kinds of stuff. But I was like, wow, really? That wasn't me, but she sounds awfully cool. Um, I danced. I was not a dancer, dancer per se, but I mean, I danced. I worked at dance studios for work because I wanted to be able to dance for free. And so I danced a lot. I did dance a little bit in a movie I did. I had to do some dancing in a commercial, a couple commercials. I think I had to dance a little bit, but I was not a dancer. Like, I wasn't one of the dancers. But I do, I love dancing. Unfortunately, the body doesn't cooperate with me. I can't, I wasn't a dancer. I'll say, I wasn't a dancer like the first down div, like Janet Hubert. Everybody remembers that that episode she did where she like when she out danced all the girls on the dance floor. Oh yeah. Yep. On this. Yeah. I was never that type of dancer to that, <laughs> that to that degree. But um 
but I still, but I used to love dance, going to classes like that, and I, um, I, I love dancing. I cannot do the Carlton to save my life. <laughs> well, I selfishly, can. it's weird. It's awkward to me. It's really awkward. It's so funny to watch. I can watch him do yeah. that. His all body day. just moves so fluidly. I mean, that man, and he was a professional dancer. He did a couple of Pepsi commercials, the Michael Jackson oh, really? thing. Oh, yeah, yeah he, he's, he was a hell of a dancer. You just watch some YouTube videos. Well, so yeah, he was—he well, was the original—he was the original captain of kids. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. That's right. But he never had, but he never had professional lessons, which is the strangest thing. Because I was like, how does he do Dancing with the Stars? It's like, because he never had professional lessons. Wow. <laughs> wow. He was, he's such a natural dancer. He's amazing. Well, selfishly, I'm happy your dancing career didn't pan out because it led you to acting, which <laughs> bought us my favorite character on TV. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, we now we do have some questions from Reddit. Okay. We, have, we have a few. Um, you want to go ahead and read this? Yeah, I'll, I'll read this one because this this is bizarre. Um, how is your okay. current... <laughs> no, wait, like, read the guy's name. Uh, Meatballs Mothman yep. said, um, how is your cardio because you've been running through his mind since the 1990s? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Seriously. People yeah, on the internet, yeah, they yeah. are funny. Yeah. <laughs> on the internet, people get really brave. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, this one's from those guys over there. That's their name, those guys over there, okay. Uh, which one role do you regret turning down, and which one are you glad that you took? Did you turn I'm it down? I'm definitely glad I took Hillary, because I will tell you, when I was auditioning for that part, I was also auditioning for a film, a dramatic role in a film, and I would go back and forth between the two of them, and I had to go call, you know, call back after call back for each one. And I remember going to meet with my acting coach and work really hard, do a whole session on the dramatic thing. And then he said, before I left, he goes, didn't you say you had one more thing? And I was like, oh, no, no, it's okay. It's a stupid sitcom. And <laughs> he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Bring that up. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Show it to me. Show it to me. And, um. He made me sure, and he's like, don't ever have that attitude. You have to go in and give 100% to everything. And I was like, okay. And um, he was right. Wow. <laughs> uh, so I'm really glad I didn't uh, I didn't just kind of phone that in and that I worked on it and I did it. Um, turn down. Yep. I don't know that I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say turn down. I've had opportunities to audition for things that maybe I didn't audition for, and I went, oh, wow. Okay. Um, but then I see who they cast, and I feel kind of like, you know. I could have done better than them. <laughs> no, no, I actually feel like they did such a great job that I, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice thought, but that she was awesome. So, yeah. you know, I was, um, I was supposed to audition for Set It Off. Really? And, uh, yeah, and I didn't, I was sick. Oh, and then no. I had an opportunity, I think I had an opportunity again, and I kind of let it fall away, but, um, but ultimately, it wouldn't have been the movie it was with me in it. Yep. It was great, the way it was. Everything so. does work out for a reason, <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we got two more for you that I think are original questions. Um, this one's from Nick Martin. He says, uh, if you could change into any animal, real or mythical, which would it be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some weird people out there. Um, like a unicorn or like a... Uh, me, I would turn into an eagle. 
because I can fly away from people. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's pretty that's... good. Being able to be up really high is a really good one. And also, you know, those, is it the golden eagle, the ones that like swoop down and, and grab goats and stuff? Oh, yeah. They got <laughs> powerful beasts in those guys. So they're strong. That's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, I love kind of like, what is it? The Nor- is it Norwals? What is it? <laughs> that thing out there in the sea is the kind of like unicornish. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I, I, I like your eagle. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think something that soars like that, like a, um, uh, a falcon or something would be awesome. It's a hell of an answer. I want to like know a dragon. I want to be a dragon. I was thinking the same <laughs> Dragons thing. are in right yeah. now. No, no one messes yeah. with a dragon. Oh, hell no. You know? Exactly. <laughs> Nobody messes with them. You can fly. Yeah. You're kind of like you're, you're literally hot. <laughs> it's so hot. You can scare um, people. I breathe love... fire. Like yeah, a dragon yeah. is much better. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the weirdest request you've ever had from a fan? Mm, I'm sure it's foot related, but I can't remember specific. <laughs> oh god. No. Yeah. The, yeah. That's something really yeah. weird. Like the thing about feet. Like if you type in your name in Google or anybody's name, for some reason, feet yeah. is like the top thing. You know how Google autofills or suggests something? I don't get it. I just don't get it. I I don't either. And I have really weird feet. So sorry, guys. But I've got like a my second toe is really long. Yeah. <laughs> so only you voice of misery that. feet fetish people <laughs> sorry to disappoint you <laughs> sorry to disappoint you I don't know what you've been imagining when you see me in open toe shoes but that second toe is like oh a little long I wasn't like that I don't know what the foot thing is though <laughs> We're going to close that mailbag up. People are just strange. They're just weird. I don't know what it is about the internet that brings out the weirdness in people. I think it's the anonymity of it all. And I was going to say it's the anonymity. It's all about the anonymity. You can be whatever freaky freak you want and be vocal about it, but nobody has to know who you are. We really killed that word, anonymity. We said it We said it great, and that's a really hard word to say. We both nailed it, so I'm really proud of us right there. That was really awesome. <laughs> Now, now, uh, just I just want to close this out because I know you're really pressed for time, and I'm sorry for keeping you a little bit longer, but you're no so problem. much fun to talk to. You're just awesome. No problem. But uh, uh, we did see a sweet thing, which is uh, you guys have had the Kickstarter out there yeah. right now, and you completely yes. crushed your goal. Yes, I know. It was amazing, right? <laughs> you guys killed that it. That was incredible. That was incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So how close are you guys to releasing that? Well, they're, they're um, working on things right now that the campaign is over. They've got to, um, of course, work on fulfilling campaign uh, rewards, which is I know how that goes. That takes, that takes a lot. But as far as the film itself, um, the edit is close, but there's a lot of, like, mixing and sound and music and all this post, you know, um, treating it and all this kind of post stuff that has to be done. Um, the principal photography has been all, you know, that was all finished already. So it's just a, it's a lot of post work and music work and all that kind of stuff has to be done. I don't know how long it will take. Um, hopefully not, uh, hopefully, you know, not that much longer, but then it'll, then it'll be a matter of whose hands it's in and in terms of distribution and everything and people getting to see it. So that I can't, I really have no idea. Oh, I'm, I'm excited God. to see it. So, Me too. Uh, I'm yeah, ready. The rest I've seen of it, it's really cool. It's really good. And I'm really scary. <laughs> <laughs> About as scared as we are right now. <laughs> but, 
Hey, um, I know you got to go. Is there anything you'd like to promote, plug, or anything like that, like your social media, anything you want to put out there for everyone? And I'm really happy to get the chance to share um, how I've been moving with people because I'm very excited about it, and I'm excited about the reception that I've received from it for, um, in the writing uh, community, especially, and in the public, and teachers. That's been really great. Um, but uh, And you can talk about Sweet Blackberry, yeah. and I always want people to know about Sweet Blackberry and what's going on with that. Um, and... Uh, and you even talked about sweet things. So yeah. I don't have anything else to, to talk about. You, you made it sound like I was this incredible Wonder Woman with so many things going on, but you covered everything. So... We tr- we try we try to hit every single <laughs> every single we, thing. I mean, like when I say we're huge fans, we are big big fans of yours. So we Thank appreciate you. you taking That's... a chance on us. I mean, it, it it really means a lot. It's awesome. No, this was really a pleasure. This was fun. Thank you, and I hope I can come back and do it again when I have something new to talk about. Oh my yes, goodness, definitely. I would love to. Stay in touch. You have you. I mean, you 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 have the show's number. I mean, hey, if you're ever in Myrtle yeah. Beach, come hang out. Okay. And uh, all right. And uh, before and before we let you go, can I just say one thing? Oh boy. That uh, what is that story about my brother was actually me kissing the oh picture. My <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh my god. All right, now I'm sleeping on the couch tonight, Miss Karen Parsons. I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. I but love it. It was worth it. <laughs> it's worth it for the back problems I'm gonna have waking up tomorrow. I love that. That's yeah. Great. All right. Well, we appreciate your time, and um, yeah, uh, we're gonna put this thing out. It'll post today, and we're gonna we're gonna tweet it out for all our fans. Hopefully, if you can retweet it, that'd be great. And um, yeah, I okay. hope I hope to talk to you soon. You're amazing. Thank you very much for this. Thanks so much, you guys. This was great. I appreciate it. All right, bye. Take care. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Karen freaking Parsons, dude. <laughs> what do you think? Uh. Sorry, Samantha keeps texting me. Our She's daughter got all these is texting damn us. packages coming yeah, through the I know, mail. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, we're uh, gonna post this that, one. Up. That was amazing. So she's unbelievable. Very cool, down the I earth. I kind of felt bad that we, because we definitely went over thirty minutes, and then I kind of felt like we rushed it a little bit, but we did. We nailed every single thing. Everything we that we wanted about. to nail. And you know what? She's so, got a lot going on. She doesn't give herself enough credit. She's a she's phenomenal. Funny. She was cool, funny, great stories. Check out all of her things: her book, her movie, her Kickstarter's campaigns closed, but. I mean, check out Sweet Thing when it comes out and, and buy her book. Uh, we're we're going to put some links to all of her, her, her social media and websites in the description of the podcast. So, um, yeah, guys, we're, I don't know. I'm, I'm on cloud nine right now. This is freaking great. This is excellent. You know? That was so much fun. So much fun. I wish we can call her back and do some more, <laughs> but she's very busy. She's too busy for a couple schmucks like us. Oh, man. I'm just glad she gave us the opportunity, man. And um, Yeah, uh, maybe we'll come back a little bit later today with some more stuff. I just want to put this one out there. Yeah, and I have to head to the bus stop. So right. we, we went over time for me. We went over time for her. So All right. throw our links out there. We're going to throw then... some links out there. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hope it was worth all of your expectations. For us, it far exceeded. So much fun. I hope that it came out clear. Yeah, Because I mean... she was on the phone, and it did sound a little weird on her phone, but... I mean, we'll see how, hey, we'll see what happens. I understood every word, and it was excellent. That's it for the Voices of Misery. Maybe we'll come back a little later today with something. Maybe not. We'll figure it out. But until <laughs> then, see you soon.